The following is a production of Phoenix Media. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look at the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Now, Superman, mighty visitor from another world, he came to Earth when the planet Krypton was destroyed by quake and explosion. Superman, who can twist steel in his bare hands, leap tall buildings at a single bound, and walks about among human beings disguised as Miles Clark Kent, news reporter. Searching for a $2 million treasure in gold that has lain for centuries in a Spanish galleon at the bottom of Octopus Bay... Kent, Professor Thorpe, and Diver Gleason have descended to the ocean floor in Thorpe's remarkable bathosphere, a deep-sea diving bell. Earlier, Kent, as Superman, had defeated several attempts by Pete Escobar, a Caribbean desperado, to seize the bathosphere and get the gold for himself. When we last saw Kent, he and Professor Thorpe were in the bathosphere, waiting for Gleason, the professional diver, who had ventured out into the octopus-infested bay. But suddenly the air became hot and foul. And when Professor Thorpe fainted, Kent stepped to the speaking tube to call Captain Maddox on board the Juanita, anchored 300 feet above them. As our story continues today, Kent is still at the tube, desperately calling Maddox. Listen. Hello? Hello, Captain Maddox. Hello, hello. Oh, it's no use. Speaking tube is out of order, too. This is a job for Superman. Got to get Thorpe out of here. No time to lose. But if I smash through the side of the bathysphere, I'll ruin it and doom Gleason, the diver. But if I don't, we'll all die here. Even Superman can't live without air. Wait. Hold on. The safety chamber. If I can manage to get out through it and close the doors without letting the ocean in, I might be able to find the break in that airline. Here we are. The safety chamber. One more huge door between me and the sea. Oh, wait a moment. Thorpe said something about compressed air emptying the safety chamber and closing the outer door. I'd better get that first so the professor will be protected. There. Now to close the inner door. And open the outer one. I hope that compressed air holds out long enough to keep the safety chamber free from water until I return. Ah, it worked. Now, out we go into the water and close the door. There. That door is sealed shut. The water pressure down here is terrific. I've got to work fast. Find out what's wrong with the airline and speaking tube. Great Scott, what's that? 
An octopus. A huge octopus with its tentacles wrapped around our connections to the surface. So that's what's causing the trouble. Well, I'll soon settle him. Up, up, up. Come on. Unwrap yourself from those lines. Suction cups are mighty powerful. Guess I'll have to pull his tentacles off. Here goes. There, he's giving. A bit more and I'll have those lines free. Now then. Huh, broke him loose. Fast as other tentacles around me. Trying to crush me, eh? He's giving, all right. Now, one last punch. All my strength. Ah, hit him square in the middle. Finished him. Now, back to the bathosphere and Professor Thorpe. Down, down. Here I am. Are you all right, Professor? My throat feels like sandpaper. What happened? I guess the air supply failed and you passed out. I began to feel pretty weak myself. What happened? What saved you? I don't know. The airline must have become twisted. A few minutes later, it worked free again. Thank heavens, sir. Just a minute of time, I said. Yes. Professor, that noise. The policeman. Back from the gold ship. Oh. I let him in. All right. He comes to the outer door and into the safety chamber. We let the air force the water out of the chamber. And then we open the stone. Now, Professor? No. No, give the air another moment. All right, then. Clayton, what's the box you're carrying? He can't hear you with that diving helmet on his head, Ken. Oh, yes, I forgot. Take that box away from him. He'll help me get his diving helmet off. Okay. Well, Grayson? Well, that sure feels better. Greetings, folks. For heaven's sake, Grayson. What did you find? Yes, what's in that box? One question at a time. First you, Professor. I found a gold ship. Just where you said it would be. You did? What about the gold? Open that box. The box? Just a second, Professor. I'm opening it. Great Scott. Gold. Penished doubloon. The gold of the treasure ship. Hundreds of them. And that's only a small part of it, Professor. I left about ten more of those boxes back in the ship. I couldn't carry them. Kent. Please, I've succeeded. Oh, you don't know what this means to me. It's not the gold itself. I know, Professor. Now you can build your institute of science. Yes, Kent. A light dream come true. I can hardly believe it. Oh, you'd believe it, all right. If you saw the boxes piled up inside the hull of that old ship. Listen, how long will it take you to transfer all the boxes to the battlefield? Oh, about an hour, I guess. Well, hurry. Let's get to work. Bring them here. Okay. Hello. Hello, Professor Thorpe. That's Captain Maddox calling us. I'll take it, Kent. All right. Hello, Captain Maddox. Thorpe speaking. Professor, I've been trying to reach you for a few minutes, but you didn't answer. The sky is badly overcast up here. Looks like a storm gathering. Well, don't worry about that, Captain. I've great news for you. You found the treasure ship? And the gold, too. Boxes full of it. 
Please just brought it in. Oh, that's wonderful, sir. Wonderful. But you better come on up. Come up? What for? I've already told you. There's a storm brewing. The barometer is falling, and it looks like we're in for a call. Oh, I'm sorry, Captain, but we must stay down here. Only an hour more. Professor, you're taking your life in your hands. Oh, nonsense, Captain. Nonsense. Professor Thorpe, listen to me. Hold on a moment, Captain. What did you think? I heard what the captain said about the storm. He's right, Professor. Oh, you too, Kent. Uh, what do you think we should know about these things? Well, it might be dangerous if it blows, but I'm not afraid. Anything you say, Professor? I say continue to work. Get out the gold while the getting is good. Oh, Professor Thorpe, don't let the gold make you foolhardy. Captain Maddox knows what he's talking about. Even Gleason admits it's dangerous. But Kent... Gleason's the man who will take most of the risk. He might be separated from the bathysphere during the storm. You have no right to gamble with a man's life, not even for a few minutes. Well, well, perhaps you're right, Kent. Perhaps the sight of this gold has got the better of me. Then you will go up to the surface? Yes, Kent. I'll have a look at the barometer. See, see just how close that storm actually is. Hello? Hello, Captain Maddox? Yes, sir. Bring the bathysphere here to the surface. Aye, aye, sir. Well, here we go now. <laughs> The cable meter reads 50 fathoms, Captain. Been that way for several minutes. Well, that means they're at the bottom. I told them not to get down again. I warned them. Worried about the storm, Captain? Yes, I am. It's coming, Kent, and it looks bad. Well, we did our best to stop them. Nothing could hold the professor back after he saw the barometer had only dropped two points. Yes, but it's dropped ten more in the last few minutes. Captain, that's thunder. Those clouds overhead. Yeah, the storm is about to break. Oh, Professor Thorpe, get the bathysphere up here immediately. Where are you going? Got to batten down the hatches. Stand by the anchors. All hands on deck. Hello. Hello, Professor Thorpe. The storm broke, sir. You'd better come up quickly. Oh, yes, mountainous waves. Call me back as soon as Gleason returns to the bathysphere, but don't waste a moment. Can't be anchored. What's the matter with him, Captain? Wind's too strong. They're slipping. This is a hurricane. We're being driven through the rocks. So what do we do? Oh, one side can't have got to work fast. Mr. Conroy, I want full steam up. Give it every ounce you can. Drive your headway. Aye, aye, sir. You men, bring out the sea anchor. Drive full fast. Look alive down there. He's up on that starboard hauser. Aye, sir. And I'm on the board. If we can only get her nose up into the wind, we may be able to hold her steady. You think we can do it, Captain? No, it's one chance in a million, Kent. It looks like it's going to be the worst war I've seen in all my 30 years of training. What is it, Conroy? No use, sir. We're not making a foot of headway against this gale. Keep on trying. Hold that wheel over. The sea anchor should help. we can do, Captain? Can't, I'm afraid we're licked. But what about Thorpe and Gleason? The bathrooms will be dragged along the bottom. They'll be killed. Can't help it, Kent. There's nothing we can do. What? She won't hold in this sea. What's the bathysphere? We, we can try to bring it up. No, no, don't touch it. They'll snap the airline, they'll suffocate. You mean to say you're going to stand by and let them die like trapped rats? Kent, all we can do is hope for the best. The anchors may catch and hold before we hit the rocks. 
Either that, or we're all doomed. Caught in the wild, screaming fury of a tropical hurricane, the Juanita, pounded by mountainous waves, is driven closer and closer to the jagged rocks that line the shore of Octopus Bay. Can Kanta's Superman save the helpless ship from certain destruction? Will he be forced to sacrifice the lives of Professor Thorpe and Gleason, trapped in the diving bell 300 feet below the raging surface of the water? Don't fail to tune in next time and follow the thrilling story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Ooh, yeah, we do something right here, aha. Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot. On surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as eleven ninety nine per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Now Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, valiant fighter for truth and justice, who is faster than an airplane, stronger than a locomotive, but who walks the earth as Miles Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. As you remember, Kent and Captain Maddox were on the deck of the Juanita in a terrific hurricane that suddenly swept Octopus Bay, for they had gone with Professor Thorpe to recover a $2 million treasure that lies sunk at the ocean bottom. Down in his bathysphere, 50 fathoms under the sea where the treasure lay, Professor Thorpe and Diver Gleason were trapped when the storm broke. The frightful fury of the tropical gale had torn loose the Juanita's anchors and was driving the ship straight for the menacing shark's tooth rock, while the bathysphere with its human cargo was being dragged along the bumpy bottom of the sea. As our story continues today, the Juanita is still being tossed about by the mountainous waves. Down at the ocean floor, the diving bell crashes on toward destruction. While Professor Thorpe and Gleason fight desperately to keep from being battered in its cramped interior. Listen. Hang on a bit. Bar, Professor. Gleason, how long do these tropical storms last? I can't do much more of this. Might be ten minutes. Might be an hour. An hour? Oh, good heavens. How strong is the atmosphere, Professor? Can't you take this banging around? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> 
Scenes, you see your plate. But this battering may lose the scene. It doesn't stop soon. Yeah. There's nothing we can do but hang on. We've got to get up to the surface. But, Professor, it's impossible in this storm. <laughs> We've got to. I'm frightened, Gleason. Oh, no. Take it easy. We'll come out of it okay. But how? The bathroom here can't stand much longer. It's pounding. It wasn't built for this kind of treatment. I'm going to call Captain Maddox. Hello. Hello, I'm Dick. Juanita. Maddox, you've got to bring us up to the surface immediately. Professor, we can't do that now. The storm's getting worse. It's suicide to even attempt it. You're better off down there, sir. Before we can... Only be... I command I'm you. Sorry, sir. I must use my own judgment. I can't afford to risk your life and the lives of my crew. But, Maddox, listen to me. Hello. Hello. He's up the speaking tube. I think the captain's right, Professor. We are better off down here, even if we are getting bounced around. We just have to take our chances. And meanwhile, on shore, another danger threatens the storm-tossed Juanita. Seeking protection from the hurricane's fury in the lee of a huge mass of rock is the villainous Pete Escobar. With him is Carlos, his evil assistant. Escobar looks quickly across the bay through his binoculars, then speaks. <laughs> Carlos, Carlos, look out there in the bay. Torch ship, Juanita. Uh, I can't see nothing. The wind and those great waves there. Use the binoculars. Look there. Here is sharp two drags. Uh, oh, yes, I see her now, Escobar. She's being driven like a straw before these winds. Yes. Must have slipped the rankest, Carlos. And the storm is driving her straight for the rock. But from me... See how this hurricane blows up. Like the cork on the wind. Ah, that is good. She will be smashed to pieces. We will wipe out any survivors of the crew. And the gold will be ours. Two million dollars in gold, Carlos. Yes, the gold. See, it's all in Professor Thorpe's body sphere, which went down to the bottom before the storm began. Then they will have the treasure. Yes, but not for long, hmm. Carlos. What do you mean? The Juanita will shortly go on the rocks. Yes. When the hurricane passes, we wipe out the survivors and salvage the bathysphere full of gold. But Esca, but Esca, will not this bathysphere be lost? No. The bathysphere cables are still attached to the ship. Captain Maddox won't cut the bathysphere loose because Professor Thorpe and his diver are inside. But Esca, suppose you want it, she does not go on the rocks. Your rancher, Carlos. The storm grows worse. It will not fail us. But if it does, I have another plan. You will see. Captain? Hey, Captain Maddox, where are you? Hey, turn at the wheel. Hey, this is awful, Captain. How are we doing? Oh, badly, Kent, badly. Worst storm I've ever encountered. Oh. Quick, grab the hand drop, Kent. You'll be washed overboard. I got it. Oh, say, I've never seen such waves before. Oh, nor have I in all my years at sea. It's a hundred mile an hour wind. Great guns. What do we do? Well, it doesn't seem much that we can do, Kent. Except keep trying, 
I'm hoping. Well, Captain Maddox, you don't think that... The will crash? I don't know, Kent. Unless the storm lets up soon, anything can happen. If I could only get our anchors to bite into the bottom. Why don't they grab hold? Well, there's not much chance. This wind and these mountainous waves don't give our hooks a chance to sink into the sand bottom. Speaking of the bottom, what are we going to do about Professor Thorpe and Gleason down in the bathysphere? Have you heard from them? Yes, a few minutes ago. They're being dragged and bounced on the bottom. Well, I hope the bathysphere is strong enough to withstand the putt taking now. Why in heaven's name don't we bring them up to the surface? Oh, can't it be suicide to even try it? Besides, the weight of the diving bell serves as a drag anchor for the ship. Might help us ride this out. But Maddox, if we do capsize or pile up on the rocks, they'll be caught down there. Caught like rats in a trap. Oh, oh by that great horn bone camp. Look to the starboard. Rocks. A whole row of them. A shark's tooth reach. Evilest rocks in the seven seas were driving straight at them. Good heavens, what do we do? The wheel, Kent. You'll be swinging. All right, come on. Let's go. Uh, Oh, it fucks like the devil himself put down with the rudder. Oh, look, Kent, it's uh, our only chance. Trying. Old waves are smashing the rudder about. Uh, are we... Are we veering away from the reefs, Captain? No. I'm afraid not, Kent. Wind's too strong. Forcing us on the rocks in spite of the rudder. Where are you going? I'm going to see if I can lend a hand to the crew. I'll be back soon. Nothing the crew can do to save the one eating this hurricane... This is a job for Superman. Now then, how far are we from those rocks? Uh, about 50 yards. Well, that's enough. Over the side we go. Up, up, and away! Faster, faster. Not a moment to lose. There must be some way I can hold the one-eater off those rocks. Ah, I have it. Yes, I'll brace myself against the rocks. As the ship comes in, I'll catch her, hold her off long enough for the anchor to take hold. Down, down. Now then, here she comes, bearing down on me like a locomotive. Ready? Now. Caught her. Now, I'll have to hold her steady for a while. Hold it. Steel muscles braced like giant girders, Superman holds the ship and its human cargo against the fury of the hurricane. Holds it until it is firmly anchored. Then, as the storm dies down, he flies back aboard the Juanita, unnoticed in the excitement. Kent, where did you disappear to? Well, I, I'm ashamed to say it, Captain. I got seasick during the height of the storm and went down to my cabin. Oh, <laughs> just seasick? Yes. Well, thank heaven you're all right. I was afraid you'd been washed overboard by those waves. Oh, I'm all right. Say, what happened, Captain? Things looked very bad just before I went below. Well, we were just about to pile into the shark tooth reefs back there, Kent. I still don't understand how we avoided them. What did happen, Captain? I can't explain it. There we were driving straight for those rocks, and suddenly, when everything seemed lost, the ship stopped. What? Stopped as though giant hands had reached out and saved us. It was a miracle. Well, it does sound like a miracle. Couldn't that have been a cross current, some powerful tide operating at the reef? Or couldn't the hooks just happen to catch? Yes, that's possible, but not likely. But say, why are we standing around? We've clean forgotten about Professor Thorpe and Gleason down there in the bathysphere. Good heavens, you haven't heard from them? Not a word. Oh, I'll call them right now. They must be badly shaken up. Hello? Hello down there in the bathysphere. Hello, Professor Thorpe. No answer, Kent? No. I'll try again. Hello, Thorpe. Gleason. Hello down there. Well, Kent? Still no answer. Captain Maddox, something must be wrong. The oxygen pump. Come on, we'll have a look at the gauge. All right. 
Well, the pump's still working. Yes, but the pressure, Captain. Captain, look at that gauge. Pressure zero. Yes. Great Scott, Kent. Look in the water. Air bubbles. That means the airline is disconnected, Captain. We've got to bring the bathysphere up out of the water quickly. Hurry, Kent. Start that motor winch. Okay. <laughs> how quickly can this winch raise the bathysphere? About 100 feet a minute, Kent. We don't know how long Thorpe and Gleason have been without air. The airline must have been broken during the storm. There's still a chance. The bathysphere's reserve tank has enough to last for about 15 minutes. Oh, can't we speed that motor? Captain Maddox. Huh? Doesn't that cable seem a trifle slack to you? Slack? How do you mean? Well, it's coming up so easily. Almost as though no weight were attached to it. Oh, but that's impossible, Kent. The bathysphere weighs tons of... Hold on. Stop that motor. Why? If you're right, Kent, this is worse than we suspected. Stop that motor. I want to test the cable. Okay. What is it, Captain? What happened? Oh. Kent, I... I hate to say this. What is it? There's nothing at the end of this cable. The bathysphere is gone. Bathysphere gone? Yes. Cut loose. Professor Thorpe and Gleason are gone with it. Somewhere at the bottom of Octopus Bay lies the diving bell. In it are two desperate men trapped when success and the Spanish gold were in their hands. What grim, hopeless thoughts pass through their minds at this moment? And what new evil is Pete Escobar plotting now that the ship is safe from the storm? How will Clark Kent save Thorpe, Gleason, and the Spanish gold? Listen in next time and follow the thrilling story of Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman, valiant, courageous visitor from the planet Krypton, who has come to Earth to fight a never-ending battle for truth and justice, and who mingles with ordinary men disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for the Daily Planet newspaper. As you remember... Kent accompanied Professor Thorpe, inventor of a new bathysphere diving bell, to Octopus Bay in the Caribbean Sea to recover a $2 million Spanish gold treasure lying 300 feet beneath the surface of the water. Twice, Professor Thorpe's boat, the Juanita, was attacked by a mob of Caribbean desperados headed by Pete Escobar, a half-breed, who knew the location of the gold but needed the Thorpe's diving bell to reach it. But each attack was beaten off by Superman, and the Juanita finally reached Octopus Bay, only to encounter a terrific tropical hurricane that seemed to spell doom for the ship and the precious bathysphere in which Professor Thorpe and Diver Gleason were trapped 300 feet down. But Kent, as Superman saved the ship from destruction on the rocks, held it against the fury of the storm until the heavy anchors dug into the sand. As our story continues today, Kent and Captain Maddox of the Juanita are at the rail, attempting to raise the diving bell to the surface. Listen. Cut the donkey engine, Kent. It's no use. What do you mean, Captain Maddox? Cut that engine. 
Don't you understand, Ken? The bathysphere is broken loose from its cables. It's lost. Somewhere on the bottom of Octopus Bay. But, Captain, it, it can't be. Professor Thorpe and Gleason, the diver, are inside the bathysphere. I know, Captain. There's nothing on God's earth we can do for them. That hurricane must have snapped the steel cables like they were cotton threads. Captain, maybe you're wrong. Why don't we keep the donkey engine running, bring the cables up, even if there's only a slim chance? There isn't even a slim chance, Kent. All right, go ahead, start it up. See? See how slack the cables are. If the bathysphere was attached to them, they'd be as taut as drumheads. Oh, no, Kent, she's gone forever. But isn't there anything we can do? Use grappling irons or send down a diver? Grappling irons won't work in 300 feet of water. And we haven't a spare diving suit on board. There, uh, look. The end of the cables. Stop the engine. Oh, you were right, Jensen. Both cables snapped off and the air hose with them. I guess that means even if we could raise the bathysphere, Thorpe and Gleason would be dead from suffocation. Wait. Maybe not. We've got a reserve tank of oxygen down there. It's good for at least 15 minutes. You mean they'll have good air for 15 minutes? Yeah. Oh, yes, but what good will it do them? Even if it could last for 15 hours, it wouldn't... Ken, where are you going? Down to my cabin. This thing has me all broken up. Oh. I understand, kid. Try and get some rest. I'll try. Getting some rest is the last thing on my mind now. Fifteen minutes. There may still be that slim chance I was talking about. Maddox can't see me now, so Superman can take over. If I can only find the bathysphere, I can bring it to the surface. But the problem will be finding it in all that water. No telling how far it's drifted since it broke loose. Well, no sense debating about it. Every minute now may mean the difference between life and death. Up on the rail. Now, down into the water. Down! Leaving the surface of Octopus Bay like the steel sharp blade of a knife, Superman swims far down into the murky depths searching for the diving bell. But has suddenly changed from a haven of safety into a trap of death. And meanwhile, in the bathysphere itself, Professor Thorpe and Gleason watch the minutes slip by, awaiting the end they know is not far off. Try, try to follow once more. Once more, Gleason. It's no use, Professor Thorpe. Everything's cut the cable there when I'm phoned. Try it. Try it. Just a waste of breath, and we need that breath every bit of it. Steve, I say. All right. Hello, Juanita. Hello, Juanita. Captain Maddox. Captain Maddox. That's dead. Mine's dead. I mean, we have a chance, Gleason. Not a chance. Oh, why didn't I listen to Maddox? He warned me not to come down again. Oh, don't talk, Professor. It uses up oxygen and there isn't much left. What's the difference? Clayton, you did find the Spanish gold ship, didn't you? Yes. And you brought the gold back to the bathysphere. Two million dollars worth of it. Yes, I brought it back. Where is it, Clayton? I want to look at it. Spare in those boxes. Two million dollars worth of gold. Enough to build an institute of science that would stand forever as a monument to mankind. But that'll never come to pass now. Never, never. Please don't talk, Professor. We haven't much oxygen left. You think they're searching for it? Wouldn't do them much good. Please, listen. Well, what is it, Professor? Listen, I'm not going to let myself be trapped down here. I want a fighting chance to live. Professor, what are you doing? Pushing the water out of the safety chamber. 
Give me your diving suit. Professor Thorpe, you're mad. You can't leave the bathosphere. You wouldn't last a minute under that water pressure without any oxygen. You heard what I said. Give me that diving suit. No, I won't. It's suicide. All right, then. I'll open the safety doors and let the sea pour in. I can't stand this any longer. No, no, don't, Professor. Stand back. I've got a revolver, and I'll use it if you make an attempt to stop me. Professor. I'm not going to die a slow, torturous death. If it must come, I want it to come quickly. So here goes. Stop, stop. I hear tapping. You're lying, please. No, I swear it. Close the steel door and listen. There. Do you hear it? Yes. Yes, I think I do. What is it? I don't know. Oh, it's probably just a piece of an octopus. No, no, it's too heavy. Professor, we're moving. Bathosphere is going up. No, that's impossible. It's true. Look at the pressure gauge. It's falling. You're right. We are going up. You bet we, we are. are. Ethan, it's a miracle. A miracle. Six bells. No sense standing here at the rail watching the water. That diving bell's gone for good. Conway. Aye, sir. Radio to Coast Guard at Key West reporting its launch. That way, anchor. Aye, sir. Wait, Conroy. Yes, sir. Something's breaking water off there amidships. What is it? I can't tell, sir. Conroy. Look, it's the bathosphere. All hands on deck. All hands on deck. Get a water. Get a water, quickly. Get a steel cable. Drop that small boat. Get a line over there. Hurry, Professor Thorpe, Gleason. Maddox. Maddox. Conroy, have some men carry Professor Thorpe and Gleason to the cabin. Go away. We're all right, Maddox. Just need some fresh air. What happened to us? The storm snapped the bathysphere cables. They're giving you up for lost. I I was just about to weigh anchor and and head back when the bell shot up above the surface. Professor Thorpe. Gleason. You've been saved. How did it happen? I don't know, Kent. Gleason can tell you better than I. I don't know much either. We were down there for what seemed like hours. The oxygen was almost gone. And suddenly we heard a faint tapping. Tapping? From outside the bathosphere? I guess so. Next thing we knew, we were slowly floating upward. And here we are. Well, we've had some miracles on this trip. But this tops them all. And Kent, we have the gold. What? All of it. Say, that's great. Oh, I think what we all need most is a good night's sleep. We leave everything just as it is until morning. Oh, yes, but what about the gold, Professor? It won't all fit into the ship's safe. Well, leave it in the bath. It's here until morning. Go on, Kent. Please, Take my arm. But even as peace and quiet settle over the ship, riding at anchor 50 yards off the rocky shore, Pete Escobar and his henchman Carlos, who have followed the ship to Octopus Bay, push off in a rowboat with muffled oars. 
slipped silently over the now calm surface of the bay in the direction of the Juanita. Quiet, Carlos. You must not hear us. This time we cannot fail. It still puzzles me, Escobar, how they escaped the storm. What difference does it make? This way is easier. We know they have the gold on board. Through the binoculars, we saw them bring up Thorpe's diving bell. The gold is still in it, waiting for us. Uh, it will be good to touch it with my hands. Very good. Soon, Carlos, soon. Now, easy. Come close. Swing around so I can grab that line hanging over them. That's enough. I have it. Now, those sacks. Take them and we'll climb aboard. Yes, suppose there is someone on watch. You have your knife? See? Si. And you will use it. Come on. Can't you climb this rope without kicking the side of the ship? Now then. Keep low, Carlos. Follow me. Okay. Now, see? There is the diving bell. Then it is the gold. You stay here outside. I will hand it out to you. Put it into the sacks. Yes, Baba. Make no sound. Come on. Come on. Here we are. Open the door. There'll be bad to see it is open. Prepare the sacks, Carlos. And keep watch if anyone comes. See? I will do an end to the gold. Oh, it is, Cabal. Someone is come. Get down. See? His Matrix, Captain of the Juanita. Uh, there is someone reaching. Professor Thor. Yes, Cabal. They are coming toward us. Keep that knife ready. Incidentally, you haven't seen the Spanish gold, have you? No, sir, I haven't. Well, come over here. I'll show you. Oh, fine, Professor. Fine. Get ready, Carlos. Get ready. Unaware that Pete Escobar and his henchman Carlos were crouching in the shadowed darkness of the bathysphere, Professor Thorpe and Captain Maddox approached to look at the gold doubloons brought up from the bottom of the sea. Will their eyes ever feast upon the precious Spanish treasure, or is this the end? Tune in next time and follow the thrilling story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Now Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who has come to Earth, resolved to lend his amazing physical powers to the fight for truth and justice. Superman, who can bend steel in his bare hands, leap tall buildings at a single bound, and who mingles with ordinary men disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for the Daily Planet newspaper. When Kent accompanied Professor A.B. Thorpe, middle-aged inventor of a new deep-sea diving bell, to the Caribbean Sea in search of a sunken Spanish gold treasure... He never anticipated running into so much buried adventure. But finally, the $2 million gold hoard was brought up from the bottom of the sea and placed on board Professor Thorpe's ship, the Juanita. As our story continues today, it is after midnight, and the Juanita is riding at anchor under a moonless sky. Two men have rowed out from the rocky shore and at this very moment are crouched on deck with sharp steel-bladed knives clutched in their hands. 
One of them is Pete Escobar, a half-breed who has known about the Spanish gold for a long time and has come to steal it. The other is his henchman, Carlos, a thin-lipped, sallow-cheeked desperado. As they wait, hiding behind a huge steel diving gun in which the gold is stored, Professor Thorpe, unable to sleep due to excitement, approaches, accompanied by Captain Maddox, skipper of the Juanita. Listen. I've forgotten completely that you hadn't seen the gold we brought from that sunken Spanish ship, Captain Maddox. <laughs> the excitement just slipped my mind. Well, that didn't bother me, Professor. All I was interested in was getting you and the diving bell up from the bottom after that hurricane hit us. Well, you see the gold now. Two million dollars worth of Spanish doubloons. A king's ransom, Maddox. Enough to make my dream of building a scientific institute dedicated to the betterment of mankind become a reality. Well, we've certainly gone through enough to get it, sir. And the sooner we carry it back to America, the better I'll like it. I've had the feeling all along that we haven't heard the last of that half-breed Escobar. Pete Escobar? Yeah. Oh, he won't bother us again. Remember, we left him floundering around in the harbor back at Manau. Yes, I remember, but... Wait a minute. Did you hear that peculiar noise? No. No, I don't hear a thing. Except the creaking of the boat. Like something banging up against the ship's port side? Here? No. Listen, it sounds like a rowboat moored to our boarding ladder. Now take a look. Oh, don't bother with that now, Maddox. I want to show you the gold. Yes, but if it's either of our small boats, Professor, it shouldn't be there. Well, if it isn't one of ours... Well, then... You can investigate later, Maddox. Let me show you the treasure, and then I'll go below again and try to get some sleep. All right. Have your flashlight? Yeah, it's right here. All right, snap it on. Now, Carlos. Put it down, both of them. Good work, Carlos. Now, quickly, the gold in the bottom sphere into the sack. Someone else may come. Yes, you take one sack and I take the other. Quickly. Get down into the rowboat, Carlos. I will owe the sacks to you. See, see. I am ready, Escobar. Diablo. There, here we are. You have that one? See. Here is the other. Now hold the rowboat steady while I come down. Take the oars, Carlos. Row as you have never rowed before. Si, Carlos. Two million dollars worth of it. Two million. Just a shoulder wound, not very serious, Professor Thorpe. I'll wash it out and bandage it up. Uh, let me have that warm water, sir. How did Maddox Was he hurt badly? Yes, I'm afraid so. I'm still unconscious. I took the liberty of ordering the Juanita to sail from Manao Harbor at once. Captain Maddox needs medical attention. You did the right thing, Kent. There we are. Oh. Now, the wound is washed out. Now I'll bandage it up for you. Kent is all the gold gone. All of it, Professor. I still don't understand why you didn't shout for help. I was only dozing in my cabin. There wasn't time. Just as Maddox flashed his light, Escobar leaped up from behind the diving bell, followed by another man, and they both had knives. You're sure it was Escobar? Positive. I saw his face clearly. Just before he stabbed me. How did they get on board? Probably in the rowboat Maddox had banging against the ship's side. He wanted to investigate, but I restrained him. If he had found the rowboat, it never would have happened. I have only myself to blame. Oh, come now, Professor. That's no way to look no, at it. true, Kent. Not only have I lost the gold, but you say Maddox is seriously injured. He may die. If he does, his blood will be on my hands. Tell the first mate to pile the steam on. To push the one eater as fast as she'll go. Okay, Professor. We've got to get Maddox to a 
Doctor, before it's too late. Before it's too late. With the captain's life hanging by a thread, the staunch little ship plows across the vastness of the Caribbean Sea, heading for the nearest port, Manao Harbor. In the meantime, back in the offices of the Daily Planet, editor Perry White, worried at not having heard from Kent and unable to reach the Juanita by radio, has assigned another reporter, Bill Wentworth, to locate the missing boat. Overhearing editor White's instructions to Wentworth, Jimmy Olsen, young Daily Planet copy boy and staunch admirer of Clark Kent, stows away aboard the plane Bill Wentworth charters for the trip. You find them now in the room of a small hotel in Manal Harbor. Operator. Operator. Have you put through my call to Mr. Perry White at the Daily Planet? Please, Mr. Wentworth, don't tell Mr. White. I didn't mean anything by uh, it. Not much you didn't. Sneaking on board the plane and not showing yourself until we landed in Manal Harbor. A very pretty trick. All right, maybe it was a trick, but I had to do what I had to, Mr. Wentworth. When I heard Mr. White tell you Clark Kent was missing, I couldn't stay behind. Clark's a friend of mine. I give up my life for him. All right. <laughs> Operator. Operator. Cancel that call. Now stop bawling like a baby, White. Jimmy. I won't call Mr. White. Gee, Mr. Wentworth... You're swell. No, I'm just a soft-hearted fool. If I wasn't, I'd ship you back home on the first boat. However, I'm going to let you stay until we locate Kent and Professor Thorpe. On one condition. I'll do anything, anything you say. All right. Now, this is the condition. You are never to leave my sight no matter what happens. Is that clear? Absolutely, Mr. Wentworth. And don't call me Mr. Wentworth. My name is Bill. Okay, Bill. What do we do first? Well, I got some information from the chief of the harbor police. Juanita left here for an undisclosed destination three days ago and hasn't been heard from since. Well, three days isn't such a long time, no, is it? not ordinarily. There was a hurricane out at sea yesterday. Oh. Well, Juanita is only a small boat, you know. Well, I think the best thing we can do is charter another boat and go out looking for her. Yeah. Well, finding her is a hundred-to-one chance, but it's worth a try. Uh, Mr. Wentworth. Huh? I mean, Bill, there's something I don't quite understand. Why did Clark Kent go on this trip with that professor? Well, according to the story in the papers, Thorpe planned to study deep-sea forms of marine life in his new bathosphere, a diving bell. That's what I thought, but isn't it true? No, it isn't. Thorpe was searching for a treasure in Spanish gold, a $2 million treasure at the bottom of the sea. No wonder it was such a secret. Well, that's what worried Perry White, Jimmy. He had an idea someone else was in on the secret. Well, let's not waste any time. The quicker we get a boat, the quicker we can get on the way. Come on. This looks like the place, Bill. Didn't that man say the Paradise Cafe? Yes. And he said we could hire a boat from a man named Pete Escobar. Now, maybe you'd better wait outside, Jimmy. This joint looks tough. But you made me promise never to be out of your sight. Okay, kid, you win. Come on. We'll ask the bartender. Okay. Can you tell me where I can find uh, Pete Escobar? Come on. I, I'm looking for Pete Escobar. I, I want to hire a boat, and I understand he owns one. In the back room, you find Escobar. Well, thanks. Follow me, Jimmy. Right behind you, Bill. You can't say I like the looks of the cutthroats hanging around this dive. You stick close to me. I will. Here's the door. Uh, Mr. Escobar? Who told you to come in here? Oh, the bartender. I, I want to hire a boat. The man down at the dock said you had one for hire. Right. Well, my name is Wentworth, and this is my friend Jimmy Olson. Oh. Well, come on in, Jimmy. Okay. Close the door. I don't hire my boat anymore. 
What you want? No, uh, we just thought we'd take a little cruise for a few, few days. Well, then look for a ship called the Juanita. A friend of ours is on it. And we Henry. Want... Oh. You're looking for the Juanita, huh? You will have a friend on the Juanita. Oh, boy, just fooling it. We don't care about the Juanita. We, we just want to take a cruise. We just want to take a cruise. It's uh, too bad my boat is not for fire. Oh, yes, sir. We're sorry. Well, thanks just the same. Come on, Jimmy. Wait, I'm flying my shoe. Uh, it's time. Come on. Okay. Uh, goodbye, Mr. Escobar. Adios. Hurry. Hurry, Jimmy. The quicker we get out of here, the better. Yes. Follow me to the street. Okay. Walk past, Jimmy. Right back to the hotel. I've got something to tell you. It's important. And I've got plenty to tell you, young man. You never should have mentioned the Juanita. Suppose Professor Thorpe has already found the gold and is headed back here. We don't want any of these natives hanging around the ship. If Professor Thorpe did find the gold, then he hasn't got it now. What do you mean, Jimmy? Here, stop under the streetlight. Remember when I said I was tying my shoe? Yes. Well, I wasn't at all. I was picking something up from under the table Escobar was sitting at. What was it? I got it right here in my hand. Look. Good heavens. It's a gold doubloon. Dated 1784. That's right. An old Spanish gold piece. Jimmy. I think you've stumbled onto something. Yes, sir. Escobar must have the treasure Professor Thorpe was after. No wonder he looked so funny at us when you mentioned the Juanita. You think he's trying to make trouble for us, Bill? Uh, Jimmy, it's hard to... Wait. Look. Those two men who just came out of the cafe. Yes, sir. They act like they're looking for somebody. Jimmy. They're looking for us. Oh, they see us, Bill. They're coming after us. You're right, Jimmy. Come on. Run. Right. Run. What good will the old Spanish doubloon do, even as a clue to the disappearance of the Juanita? Now that Pete Escobar, because of Jimmy's slip, knows the two Americans are Clark Kent's friends. How can they escape Escobar's killers? And in the meantime, what of the Juanita nearing Manao Harbor? Don't forget to tune in next time and follow the thrilling story of sunken Spanish gold with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature... Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. 
Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature... Superman! Look at the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman, a strange visitor from another world who has come to Earth resolved to dedicate his amazing physical powers to the never-ending fight for truth and justice. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, and mingled with ordinary men disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered newspaper reporter. Kent had accompanied Professor A.B. Thorpe, inventor of a new deep-sea diving bell, on a voyage to the Caribbean Sea in search of a fabulous sunken Spanish gold treasure. When he failed to communicate with his paper, the Daily Planet, editor Perry White became worried and sent Bill Wentworth, another reporter, down by chartered plane to investigate. Hidden aboard the plane was Jimmy Olsen, Daily Planet copyboy and friend of Clark Kent. In Manau, the port from which Professor Thorpe's ship, the Juanita, had sailed, Bill Wentworth and Jimmy tried to hire a boat to search for the missing Juanita. By a strange twist of fate, they were led to Pete Escobar, a half-breed who had been the cause of all the Juanita's trouble. Jimmy let slip why they wanted a boat, and Escobar refused to rent them his. Before leaving Escobar's hangout at back room at the Paradise Cafe, Jimmy found an old Spanish coin on the floor. On the street, he and Bill Wentworth examined it, were convinced it was part of the professor's sunken gold treasure. They were about to return to question Escobar when two men came out of the cafe and started after them. In the meantime, the Juanita, leaking and battered from the hurricane, is slowly making her way towards Manau. As our story continues today, we find Clark Kent and Professor Thorpe conversing on deck. Listen. First mate says we'll be picking up the Manau lighthouse within the hour, Professor. Sooner the better, Kent. How's Captain Maddox? He's still unconscious. That stab wound he got when Pete Escobar and his henchmen came on board the Juanita was pretty deep. The wound in your shoulder seems to be healing up pretty well. Yes, I'm all right. But I'm worried about Maddox. Unless we reach Manaus soon, it may be too late. We're going as fast as we can, Professor. Incidentally, I never did really understand what happened last night. Well, you remember that after the bathosphere shot to the surface with Gleason, myself, and the gold treasure inside it, you, Captain Maddox, and the crew hoisted on board. Yes. And then you suggested that everyone turn in. I recall the gold was left right in the bathosphere. Yes, that's right. Well, along about midnight, unable to sleep, I came up on deck and found Captain Maddox. Uh-huh. We chatted a few minutes, and then I offered to show him the Spanish gold. As we drew near the bathosphere, Escobar and his partner jumped out from behind the diving bell and attacked us with knives. And that's all I remember. I'm sorry I wasn't there with you, Professor. Uh, what good would that have done? Two men with knives were a match for a dozen who were unarmed. You can't tell. I might have been able to hold them off. Well, there's no sense in discussing it now. It's all over. The gold is gone. Maddox lies at death's door. I've been a failure, Kent. A horrible failure. Oh, it wasn't your fault, Professor. I'm afraid it was, Kent. I should have dealt severely with Escobar and his gang when they first attacked us in Manau Harbor and tried to steal the bathosphere. I shouldn't have let them escape. Well, we all make mistakes. I know, but this escape was a costly one. Two million dollars in gold. Possibly a man's life. I have nothing more to live for, Kent. 
And my dream of building a scientific institute that would work for the betterment of mankind shattered into a million fragments. All I am is a, an old useless man. Oh, that's not true, Professor Thorpe. I'm afraid it is. This is my last chance to achieve success, and I missed it. Oh, no, maybe you haven't. Oh, it's time for me to go down and look at Captain Maddox. I'll go with you. All right. Fancy. Do you think there's any hope for him? I don't know. I've lost a lot of blood, but if we can get him to a doctor... Is there one in Manao? Yes. Oh, here's his cabin. Ken, look at him in his face. He's as pale as a ghost. What's happened? His pulse is very weak. It seems to be slipping fast. Oh, Ken, what, what can we do? We're an hour from the lighthouse. How far from the harbor? Two hours at least. Mm. Professor, you better go up on deck. I'll take care of Captain Maddox. How? How? Never mind. Just go up on deck. You're looking pale yourself. Go on. All right, but I don't I don't know what you think you can do. Well, you just leave it to me. Yeah, now that he's gone, I'll see what I can do. Now there's Clark Kent but a Superman. Two hours to Manao Harbor. Poor Maddox to never last that long. It's a matter of minutes now. Somehow I've got to get off this ship with him and not be seen. Be taking a desperate chance in broad daylight, but life and death hang in the balance. Well, here goes. Up with him gently. There we are. Now to reach the starboard deck without being spotted by one of the crew. Easy. Easy. So far, so good. Only a few more steps to go. Now, here's the deck. Split second to reach the rail and, and then off. Oh, no, wait. Someone's coming. A sailor. Oh, it was a little too close for comfort. I'll wait until he gets behind the deck house and then the coast will be clear. Now. Up. Up. And away. Red cloak streaming in the wind, Superman wings like a giant bird for the distant town of Manau. While the shadow of death hovers above him, threatening at any moment to steal the last breath of life from the unconscious body of Captain Maddox. In the meantime, a man and boy race wildly through Manau's narrow streets and finally stumble exhausted into their room at the waterfront hotel. Hey, slam the door, Jimmy. Lock it. But I will. I thought sure they were going to get us. Well, we're not done with them yet. Here, pile those chairs up against the door. Right. You think they'll try to break in? I wouldn't put anything past those half-breeds. Here, help me with this table. Okay. It's all my fault, isn't it? If I hadn't mentioned the one eight, everything would have been all right. Oh, forget it. What's done is done. Listen. Someone's coming up the stairs. Don't move. They're trying to get in. Open the door, Americano. Don't answer. Open Americano. Jimmy. Yeah? Slip over to the window quietly. That's fine. Now help me raise it. All right. Gently. Take it easy. Uh, that's it. That's the stuff. Oh, let him bang. That won't get him anywhere. Let's see whether we can climb out and down to the street. Send him climb down on. No drain pipe. No, nothing. I'm afraid you're right. Oh. We'll just have to sit here and wait. Let me give my right arm for a gun. We make plenty trouble, Americano. Yeah, let him talk. Words can't hurt us. Well, I guess you're sorry now you stowed away on that plane, eh, Jimmy? Oh, no, I'm not. I like excitement. But when Clark Kent and I were up my aunt's place, she... Wait a minute. They're going down the stairs. You think they've given up? Uh, not if I know half-breeds. We'd better close the window and draw the shade. Okay. What do you think they're going to do, Bill? There's no teller. By the way, have you still got that gold coin you picked up at the cafe? Oh, yeah. Here it is. 
dated 1784. Yes, there's no question about it, Jimmy. This is one of the doubloons from the sunken treasure Professor Thorpe was after. Then Escobar has got the treasure. Well, it looks that way. How did he get He's it? probably stole it off the Juanita. Jimmy? Yeah? If anyone knows the fate of that ship and the people on board her, it's that greasy half-breed. And we've got to do our level best to get out of here and worm the truth out of him. What's that? Uh, a stone hurled through the windowpane. Uh, here it is on the floor. Look, there's a message tied around it. Yeah. And it's written in Spanish. Maybe I can translate it. Let's see. This is a last warning. Unless you give up it, you'll death, you'll be... No, 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 that's not quite right. No, Unless you give up, death will be your end. Oh, well, it means the same thing. Do you think they mean it? Well, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. If Escobar has done anything to Kent or Professor Thorpe, he's got to get rid of us. Because he knows that sooner or later we'll track him down. That's all my fault. I told him we were looking for the oh, one. Oh, don't be silly. Now, now, listen to me. Yeah? In case anything happens, anything serious, get to a telephone as fast as you can and call Mr. White. But if anything happens, it'll happen to me, too. Oh, no, they won't bother you. You're just a kid. Now, remember, get to a phone in a hurry. Call Mr. White and tell him everything. If necessary, he'll suit to see to it that an American battleship loaded with Marines is sent down here. Another message, Bill. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Well, this one is short and sweet. You have one minute to give up. Well, that's generous of them. Jimmy. Huh? I forgot the telephone. Operator. Operator. You can call the police, Bill. Operator. Operator. Uh, no, they're not that dumb. The wires have been cut. Uh, for a moment, I thought that there was a way out. How much of our minute is left? Um, 30 seconds on my watch. Well, a lot can happen in 30 seconds. Anyway, I, I think it's just a bluff. Y- you do, really? Oh, of course. After all, it's broad daylight. They don't dare pull anything. <laughs> Something's choking my throat up. Hey, smell it, Bill? Smoke. Bill, you don't think oh, that they'll... take it easy, kid. Take it easy. Don't lose your head. It's smoke, all right. But where's it coming from? Look, the cracks in the floor over in the corner. Yeah, you're right. The floor's getting hot. That means they've done it, the rats. You mean set the place on fire? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Or, or, or maybe it's just a smoke bomber of a smudge to scare us out. That'll be a way to see. It's getting worse, Stay close to the floor. Put a handkerchief over your mouth. If it's just smoke, we can stand it. The window pane is broken and we're getting air. What's that crackling sound, Bill? It... I'm afraid it's more than just smoke. They weren't bluffing. The place is on fire. Get to the window. Right. Oh, we don't dare jump. It's a good, good hundred feet to the ground. What about the bed sheets? Couldn't we tie them together? Oh, there's only two of them. They're not long enough. What do we do, Bill? Uh, let's see if we can get through the door. Come on. Okay. Let's move this stuff. Right. That's it. Oh, chairs up the way. There we are. Now stand back and I'll open the door. Okay. Oh, oh not a chance. That hall's an inferno. There's only one thing left, Jimmy. We've got to give up. I'll yell out the window. Hey. Hey. We give up. We give up. Did they answer? Where are they? All gone, I suppose. They wouldn't hang around after setting a place on fire. Jimmy, look out. The door's coming in. Looks like we're trapped, Jimmy. Trapped. Trapped by Escobar's hired desperados in a tiny hotel room, Jimmy Olsen and Bill Wentworth are helpless to save themselves from the roaring inferno that soon will turn the wooden building into smoldering ashes. How will Superman, winging his way towards Manau, be of help in snatching them from disaster? 
Don't forget to tune in next time and follow the thrilling story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Ooh, yeah, we do something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it! You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman. Strange visitor from the planet Krypton who has come to Earth with physical powers beyond the belief of mortal men and who fights for truth and justice disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for the Daily Planet newspaper. As you remember, Kent accompanied Professor A.B. Thorpe, inventor of a new bathysphere diving bell, to the Caribbean Sea to find a sunken Spanish gold treasure. Despite a hurricane that almost fell disaster, the treasure, two million in gold, was brought up from a depth of 300 feet only to be stolen by Pete Escobar, a half-breed desperado, who attacked Thorpe ship the Juanita in the dead of night and seriously wounded Maddox, the captain. In the meantime, unknown to Kent, Bill Wentworth, a Daily Planet reporter, and Jimmy Olsen, the paper copy boy, are in Manao searching for him. At the moment, they are trapped in their hotel room by Escobar's men, who set the wooden building on fire. Aboard the Juanita, headed for Manau Harbor, Clark Kent decided Captain Maddox couldn't live unless he received medical attention at once. As Superman, he lifted the unconscious captain in his arms and flew with him to Manau, miles away, where he finally found a doctor. He joined him now in the doctor's office. Listen. Doctor. Doctor Corraldo, is there any chance of saving Captain Maddox? That is very difficult to tell. I will do my best. You've got to do everything in your power, doctor. You've got to. Spare no expense. Of course not, senor. Do you want me to wait here? That will not be necessary. Your friend will be given every attention. All right. I'll be back then in about an hour. I've got to meet an incoming boat. Adieu, senor. Poor Maddox. It's bad for him. Oh, why couldn't I have been up on deck when Escobar attacked him? It would have been a far different story to tell. Well, I suppose there's nothing to do but hope for the best. 
Hmm. That red glow in the sky near the waterfront. It's like a building on fire. It is. Maybe I can be of some help. Look at that thing blaze. Not a chance of saving it. Burn to the ground in five minutes. Hold on. There's someone trapped on the third floor. I saw a face at the window. I'm sure I did. There's only one way I can reach whoever it is. As Superman. I'll duck around to the other end of the building, away from the crowd. There we are. Now, up the side. And through this window. Great Scott, it's blazing in here. Good thing fire doesn't bother me. Now, where would the room be? The room where I thought I saw the face of the window. Now, here's the hall. Three doors leading off it. Have to try them all. Kick the doors in. Here goes. Ah, this room's empty. Well, try the next. Empty. Only one to go. Well, this door's already fallen in. This is the room. I'm too late. Like the heart of a blast furnace. Great Scott, there is someone in the room. A man. And a boy. Both unconscious. Another second of those flames will get to the... Why, Bill Wentworth of the Daily Planet. And young Jimmy Olsen. Got to get them out of here alive. It's the last thing I do. One under each arm. There we are. Now, back along the hall to the window where I came in, before some of those falling timbers land on us. Ah, there we are. No time to raise the window. Have to kick the rest of the glass through. There, that does it. Now, outside. And up. Up. And away. All right, come on, Jimmy. Another glass of water. Oh, Mr. Kent, that's all I've been doing. Drinking water. My insides are floating. <laughs> well, you know what Dr. Corallo said. Plenty of liquid. Being exposed to those hot flames so long dehydrated you. What does that mean? Well, when you've been dehydrated, most of the water is gone from your body. And the human body must have water to live. So down the hatch with it, young fellow. Okay. That's it. That's the last glass I'll drink. I feel all right, Mr. Kent. Say, how's Bill Wentworth? Well, he got a few bad burns on his hands and legs, but he'll be all right in a day or two. Well, then, suppose you take a deep breath and tell me everything that happened before you were caught in that hotel fire. First, I want to know how we got out. Oh, uh... Last thing I remember, the door fell in and the room filled up with fire. Oh, never mind about that. What were you doing in the hotel in the first place? Pete Escobar's men chased us up there from the Paradise Cafe. Yes? I told you how we went to the cafe to hire Escobar's boat. Uh-huh. And how I found that Spanish gold piece on the floor. Yes, but how did Escobar know that you were connected with the Juanita and Professor Thorpe? Oh, well, that was my fault. I told him we wanted the boat to look for the Juanita. Oh. Are you sure, Jimmy, that the gold piece you found was an old Spanish doubloon? Positive. Bill Wentworth saw it, and he said it was. Mm-hmm. The date on it was uh, 1784. That makes it old enough, doesn't it? Yep, it's part of Professor Thorpe's treasure, all right. Now we have to figure out a way to get it back from Escobar. Well, I'll help you. No, no, you won't. Huh? That's all the adventure you're going to have on this trip. Oh. Incidentally, young fellow... This is the second time you've stowed away on a plane. What do you think Mr. White's going to say when he finds out? Oh, he won't find out if if you don't tell him. Oh, I see. Expect me to keep things undercover for you, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. It all depends on how you behave from now on. If you stay out of trouble, I might be inclined to forget what happened. Oh, Mr. Kent, you're swell. <laughs> Save the bouquets for later, Jimmy. Now, you stay right here at Dr. Corrales' house while I go down to the docks to meet the Juanita. Should be in soon. Oh, please let me come along. Oh, nothing doing. Oh, please, Mr. Kent. Oh, now you're supposed to rest. But I feel fine. Really, I do. Well, 
You sure? Absolutely. Never felt better in my life. Hmm. Well, maybe it'll be safer to take you with me. At least I can keep an eye on you. Come along. Oh, gee, thanks. Remember now, Jimmy. You get yourself into trouble again, it'll be the last time I ever do What happened, Carlos? It took a long time. To start the fire, Escobar, take time. The fire? See, si, we chased them, the man and the boy, to the hotel. So? They would not come out of the room, so we burned them out like rats. You mean the hotel caught on fire? Si. It was the accident. It's too bad the Americanos were on the third floor and could not come down. Yes, <laughs> it's very sad. <laughs> now, there is only one left. Dorothy, Professor. Uh, he will not bother us, Escobar. One can never be sure. Pedro has come from the docks to tell me the Juanita has been seen rounding the lighthouse. Would not be safe for us if she came through the channel and anchored in Manao Harbor. But what can we do? Darkness does not come for the three hours. We do not need darkness, Carlos, for what I have planned. It can be done in daylight. You know the channel leading to the harbor. She's very narrow, but deep. Correct. Now, open that closet. What do you see inside, Carlos? Two, three. Why, why are they cannonballs with chains? <laughs> no, Carlos. They are not cannonballs. They are small underwater mines with which to blow up ships. Mines? To blow up ships? See, si, Carlos. And they are just right for the one eater. Bring them out, but handle them gently. Uh, uh, uh. What you do with them, man? Huh? The channel leading to Manao Harbor is narrow, no? We will place the little mines across the channel so that when the Juanita comes through, she cannot miss them. But come, time is short. Here. I will carry four of them. Follow me out the back door. Standing on the shore, Escobar. They will see us. Who cares? They will think we are fishing. Slow down. Now, we must be very careful, Carlos. They have set the firing pins on the mines. We will not shake them, or they will go off and blow us to pieces. Slow down. We we'll come to the channel. Ah, there is the one, Escobar. Offshore. We must work fast. Stop the motor. Now, lift them out. One at a time. But be careful. How many are left, Escobar? Three. You are doing well. Easy, easy. Now the last one. Bueno, Carlos. When she comes into the channel, the Juanita will have a surprise. Start the motor, Escobar. Don't be a fool. You want to hit one of the mines? Wait until the tide carries us away. But the Juanita, Escobar... She's coming for the channel. There is time, mi amigo. Plenty of time. She is still a mile away and moving slowly. All right. Now, start her up. You are the gun, Carlos. Kent, I never knew the Juanita was that big. Oh, she looks like an ocean liner. Well, you wouldn't have thought so if you'd seen the way that hurricane tossed her around. But she's a sturdy little ship, all right. 
Any other boat would have broken in two. How's your eyesight, Jimmy? Pretty good. Can you see anybody on deck? Mm-hmm. There's a man standing at the rail on the left side. Jimmy, I'm surprised at you talking about the left side of a boat. Huh? Why, there's no such animal. Well, he is on the left side. Ah, you mean the port side. Oh, oh sure. <laughs> now, can you see his face? Is he an elderly man with a white goatee? Mm-hmm. I think he is. Now, then it's Professor Thorpe. Will he be surprised to see me? Say, how does the boat come into the harbor? I through that narrow channel between those rock jetties over there. Out there where the motorboat is? Yes, that's right. That motorboat had better get out of the way or the one either will hit it. Oh, no, no, don't you worry, Jimmy. Say, what's a motorboat doing out there in the channel anyway? Oh, fishing or testing the depth of the water. Say, hmm? one of them just dropped something overboard. Huh? I said one of the men in the motorboat just dropped something overboard. Oh, or probably just a channel marker. Hey, look. The old boat is moving away now. And the Juanita's moving, too. Yep. She's heading right for the channel. Yeah. Hey, do you think they'll get in there safely, Mr. Kent? Oh, sure. Sure she can. I don't know. That channel's awful narrow. I'd be kind of scared if I were on board that big, wide boat. Scared, Jimmy? Well, there's nothing in that channel to be scared of. Nothing to be scared of. If only Clark Kent knew how wrong he was. But only Escobar and Carlos, watching the Juanita from a wooded cove far up the shore, know that eight deadly underwater mines are strung across the channel, waiting to blow Professor Thorpe's ship sky high. What chance has Superman of saving the Juanita? What can he do standing on the dock in the guise of Clark Kent? Tune in next time and follow the thrilling story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, and who mingles with ordinary men disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for the Daily Planet. When Kent as Superman helped Professor A.B. Thorpe, elderly inventor of a new diving bell, bring up two million in gold from a sunken Spanish ship at the bottom of Octopus Bay in the Caribbean, he thought the adventure was over. But that night... A half-breed desperado named Pete Escobar and his henchman Carlos boarded the ship, stabbed Maddox, the captain, and stole the gold. With Maddox dying and in dire need of medical attention, Superman left the professor's ship, the Juanita, and brought the injured captain to Dr. Coraldo's house in Manau. As our story continues today, Kent and young Jimmy Olsen, Daily Planet copy boy, are standing on a dock, watching the Juanita head for the narrow channel that leads into Manau Harbor. Neither of them know that Pete Escobar and Carlos... 
has planted underwater mines across the channel to blow Professor Thorpe's ship sky high. Listen. What's she blowing for, Mr. Kent? Oh, probably just to announce that she's coming into the harbor. Oh. Oh, say, now, remember, Jimmy, don't mention that hotel fire to Professor Thorpe. Why is that too important? Well, it's not terribly important, but I just don't want to add to Professor Thorpe's worries. After all, if he knew that you and Bill Wentworth were almost burned to death by Escobar and his gang, well, he'd feel as though he were responsible for it. That's silly. Mr. White sent us down to find you and the Juanita. He just ran into trouble right off the reel. You mean Mr. White sent Bill Wentworth down? You smuggled yourself aboard the plane. Oh, I'd rather forget that, if you don't mind. I won't forget it unless you stay out of trouble from now on. The Juanita's not far from the channel now. It doesn't look like there's room enough for her to get through. <laughs> Jimmy, huh? you're impossible at times. Why, there's room enough for two boats of one either size and clear sailing right into the harbor. Oh, I hope so. Hey, Mr. Kent, hmm? look up the shore to that cove. Isn't that the motorboat we saw fooling around the channel? Yes, what of it? Look at the man kneeling in the bow of the boat. He's watching the one he's a binoculars. What's he doing that for? I don't know, Jimmy. Hmm. You stay right here. I'll be back in a minute. Where are you going? I want to call Dr. Corrado and find out how Bill Wentworth is. Oh. Don't move from that dock. There. Jimmy can't see me behind this building. Good thing he noticed that man in the motorboat peering through binoculars. There was one thing he didn't see that I did. The man is Pete Escobar. I'll just change the Superman, sneak up to that cove and find out what Escobar is up to. Luckily, there's nobody around to see me. Uh, one quick dash, and I'll be in those woods along the shore. Here goes. There. That does it. Uh, I can hear them talking from here. Uh, that's Escobar, all right. The other one must be Carlos. I'll creep up a little closer. Why should anything go wrong? Juanita's almost to the channel. You know that a few minutes. Mine will explode. Mine? Good, if you explode. You should not place them across the channel. Yes, Mine is strung across the channel. The Juanita only a hundred yards from the entrance. I've got to work fast. No matter who sees me. Up! 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 And away! There's only one thing I can do. Dive into the water of the channel and set those mines off. The Juanita can't stop now. It's too late. Even I may be too late. No telling how many of the mines are floating underwater. Up, heading into the channel. Down, down. Now, where are those mines? Ah, here's one. And another. Good thing they can't hurt me. Makes four. Escobar didn't lie. They're strung right across the channel. I think Juanita's trying to stop, but she can't. The tide's carrying her in. Well, it looks like I cleaned them all out. No, I see two more. The ship's bearing right down on them. I'll have to dive under and get them quickly. There. That does it. Now the Juanita can dock safely. I heard some explosions. Never saw anything like it. The Juanita was just about at the channel when a man in a red cape and blue tights flew to the air, jumped into the water, and 
They things began to explode. Hey, what are you talking about? On my word of honor, Mr. Kent. The man in the red cage came out of nowhere. I was watching the one when suddenly I saw him. Mr. Kent, do you think it was... Do you think it could have been... Who, Jimmy? Superman. Superman? Who's Superman? Do you remember when Lois Lane was thrown out of an airplane by the yellow mask? Yes. He said a man in a red cape caught her in his arms and saved her. Oh, Jimmy, you don't believe that sort of stuff, do you? I tell you, I saw this with my own eyes. He was flying with his cape spread out like wings. Sure you feel all right, Jimmy? Well, Mr. Kent, please believe me. Now, we'll talk about it later, Jimmy. The money is done.
Jimmy proved that when he found one of the coins. I found it under the table in the back room of the Paradise Cafe. I don't suppose we'll ever get it back. Well, we can't. We're going to make a good attempt, Professor. Feeling that the authorities won't do us any good. That much I can tell you. If they do manage to take it away from Escobar, they'll confiscate it. Yeah, I figured as much. I'm afraid we'll have to tackle Escobar ourselves. No, no way you can find him at the Paradise Cafe. Yes, Jimmy, we know. No, no, but Kenny, he, he is dangerous. He stops at nothing. That murderous attack on Maddox and myself. Yes, and setting the whole kill on fire. Jimmy! Fire? What, what was that? Nothing, Professor. Look, I think you and I had better go back to the Juanita and see that everything's ship-shape. Huh? And then we can uh, discuss some way of recovering the gold. You stay here, Jimmy. Oh, uh, let me come. I said you stay here. And practice remembering a few things. Come on, Professor. Ken, do, do you really think we have a chance? Oh, gee, I couldn't help it if I forgot I wasn't supposed to talk about the fire. Now, I suppose you won't let me do anything. Oh, hang it all. I wish I knew what really happened with all the explosions in the water. I'm sure I saw a man in a red cape fly out to the channel and dive in. I bet it was the Superman who saved Lois Lane. Well, I'd like to meet him sometime. Oh. You want to see the doctor? No, I got message for Professor Thorpe. Message for Professor Thorpe? Oh, I'll take it. Thank you. Maybe it's important. I better open it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, he's jumping Wilson. Look what they said. Professor Thorpe, if you want to get your gold back, go to the cave behind the cemetery. The gold is hidden there. I tell you this because I am an enemy of Pete Escobar. Wow, what a chance to show Clark Kent I can do things on my own. I'll go to the cave, get the gold, and bring it back here. The cave behind the cemetery. All I've got to do is find out where the cemetery is. Is Jimmy walking into danger? Or will he be smart enough to recognize Pete Escobar's trap? The trap set for Professor Thorpe and Clark Kent. Don't forget to tune in the next thrilling episode of this exciting story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who has come to Earth with physical powers never before dreamed of by mortal man, and who fights a constant battle for truth and justice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for the Daily Planet newspaper. Thus far, Kent's expedition to the Caribbean Sea with Professor Thorpe, gray-haired inventor of a new deep-sea diving bell, has been disastrous. Although they found the $2 million in sunken Spanish gold Professor Thorpe was after, it was stolen from them by a half-breed desperado named Pete Escobar. As our story continues today, 
Escobar still has the gold and is making one final attempt to wipe out Kent and Professor Thorpe by luring them to a secret hiding place. Unfortunately, the message Escobar sent fell into the hands of young Jimmy Olsen, copyboy on the Daily Planet. And at the moment, Jimmy is on his way to the hiding place alone. In the meantime, Kent and Professor Thorpe are returning from the waterfront, where they have gone to inspect the professor's ship, the Juanita. Both unaware that Jimmy is stepping into a dangerous trap. Listen. I still don't quite understand, Kent, what that boy Jimmy is doing here in Manaus. Hmm? Jimmy Olsen? Yes. Oh, well, he doesn't really belong here. You see, when Perry White, the editor of my paper, couldn't reach us by radio, well, he naturally became worried. Yes, yes, of course. So he sent Bill Wentworth, another reporter, down here by plane to check on our whereabouts. Well, Jimmy, the little devil, stowed away on the plane. Right? Here he is. Oh. And, and what about Wentworth? Oh, I told you, Professor, but you've probably forgotten. What? Uh, he's at Dr. Corraldo's house recuperating from a, a little accident. Well, that means we have two patients at the doctor's house. Captain Maddox and your reporter friend. Yes, right. Well, they're both coming along nicely. Yeah, now if we can only figure out some way of getting that Spanish gold back from Escobar, this trip may not be so unsuccessful after all. I think... Oh, say, here we... <laughs> We've walked past Dr. Corraldo, two houses back. Hmm? Oh, 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 dear. Well, I hope Jimmy's kept out of mischief. Ah, here we are. Kent, talking to you has given me renewed hope. I do believe we may yet recover that gold. I'm glad to hear you say that, Professor. Buenos dias, senores. Oh, hello, Juan. Uh, did the doctor return? No, senor. Oh. Where, where's Jimmy? Uh, where's the little boy, Juan? Uh, El muchacho. Oh, he'd go out. Out? Si, senor. All alone? Si, senor. Honey? Uh, all right, Juan. Thank you. Gracias. Hmm. Ah, where do you think he went, Kent? I don't quite know, Professor. I gave him explicit orders not to leave this house, and he knows the penalty for disobeying. Well, he can't have gone far. Probably just to the corner. He'll be back soon. Of course. You can't keep a young actor boy cooped up in a room indefinitely. No, I know, but it's... Getting dark, and Manau is a strange place. I don't quite like the idea of his being out alone. Oh, come, come, Kent. Don't be too harsh with him. Well, let's pay Maddox a visit and see how he's getting along. Come on. I won't feel easy, Professor, until Jimmy comes back. And well may Clark Kent feel uneasy, for at this very moment, Jimmy Olsen is climbing over the rocks behind the Manau Cemetery, searching for the cave mentioned in Pete Escobar's luring message. The sun has already dropped below the horizon. And eerie gray shadows are creeping over the graveyard. Listen. Oh, boy, I'm wondering. I wonder where that cave can be. It's pretty well hidden. Oh. And if I do find it, I don't suppose I'll be able to carry the gold back. It's too heavy. Well, at least I can tell Claude Kent and Professor Stop where it is. Oh. I don't see anything that even looks like a cave. Yes, I do. Up ahead. This is it. The gold must be inside. See, it's dark in here. We should have brought a searchlight. You won't need a searchlight. Huh? Who's there? Grab him, Carlos. Hey, let me go. Let me go. Carry him back, Carlos. Let me go. I can tell you. Hurry up, Carlos. What you wait for? Let me go. I tell you. Let go of me. Go ahead. Yeah. Nobody here. Wait, Carlos. Oh. 
I opened the door. Take him inside. Put him down. You can't do this to me, Alfred. I know you. You're Pete Escobar. That's right. You're the one who stole the gold from Professor Trump. You know a lot of things, huh? Maybe too much. I know that you're a crook and you better let me out of here. <laughs> Maybe you like it here. Nice room at the end of cave. With oil lamp. Let me out of my friend. will take care of you. <laughs> you friend. Not very brave, you friend. Sending kids. I'm not a kid and they didn't send me. I came by myself. You came to get the gold, eh? <laughs> Look at it. The corner there. Piled up in boxes. You would like to have it, no? <laughs> uh, go ahead, laugh. You won't laugh when Clark Kent gets after you. Clark Kent, eh? I remember Clark Kent. I do not like him. Handler, open the door. What are you going to do? We're going to leave you here with the gold while we go look for Clark Kent. You can't do that. Adios. Oh, no, no. Quick, Alan. To the cafe. Ben, for the love of heaven, stop pacing up and down the room. The boy will be here shortly. It's been an hour since we returned. I can't stand this any longer. I'm going to look for him. Where, where will you look? I think if I can find Pete Escobar, I'll find Jimmy. Ken, what are you saying? I may be wrong, but it's worth a try. Just stay here in case he comes back. Ken, you're being foolhardy. Don't worry about me, Professor. You'd be foolhardy for Clark Kent. But it isn't foolhardy for Superman. I'm convinced Escobar has something to do with Jimmy's disappearance. There's only one way to find out. From Escobar. He won't recognize me as Superman. My red cape and blue costume will take care of that. All right, Escobar. You asked for it. Up! Up! And away! There's the Paradise Cafe. Escobar's hangout. I'll drop down the rear of it see whether he's in that back room. through the window. That black-hearted henchman Carlos is with him. And I won't bother to knock. That back door lock looks flimsy. Who's that? Good evening, Escobar. Who are you? What do you want? Never mind who I am. And you know what I want. Nobody makes joke with Escobar. Get out. This is far from a joke. Where is the boy? Jimmy Olsen. Who? You know who, Escobar. The boy you tried to kill by setting fire to the hotel. Where is he? What business is that of yours? Unless I know in a hurry there's going to be trouble. Never trouble for Escobar. Don't move. You're wasting your time, Escobar. That gun in your hand doesn't frighten me. Grab him, Carlos. Look out, Carlos. I warned him. For that, my friend, you die. Not as simple as all that, Escobar. Tell me before I lose my temper and lay you out like I did Carlos. Where is the boy? Listen to me. Where is the boy? Tell me quickly. 
behind. Graveyard. Cave. Where, Escobar? Where? Behind. Graveyard. Cave. Cave. He's gone. A cave behind a graveyard, eh? Whatever it is, I've got to find it before this earthquake makes it impossible to find anything. Up! Up! And away! See the whole town from up here, but no graveyard. Wait. Yes, there it is. Faster, faster. That looks like a cave beyond those rocks. Down, down. It is the entrance to a cave, but it's all blocked up. I've got to work fast. Jimmy's in there. He may be buried under tons of stone. Here goes. Oh, quake certainly made a mess of things. There, I'm through and into the tunnel. Jimmy! Jimmy! Oh, I hear him. I'm coming, Jimmy! He's behind this heavy wooden door. Locked in. Get away from the door, Jimmy. It's coming down. Superman. Quickly, Jimmy. No time to talk. You hear that rumble? It's an earthquake. Come on. The door. Professor Dobbs, go there in the corner. I'll take it. Run down the tunnel before it collapses. Quick, I'll follow you. Okay. I got the gold. Run faster, Jimmy. The tunnel's caving in behind us. Run. Right. There's a tunnel up ahead. Keep going, Jimmy. Don't trip on any rocks. I won't. Ah, we made it, Jimmy. We made it. We're out. Look at that tunnel. Flat as a pancake. But the earthquake seems to have... Jimmy, what's the matter? What the luckiest boy in the world. What makes you say that? Me. Jimmy Olsen. Standing here talking to Superman. Gee. Do you always wear that red cape and, and the blue costume? No, Jimmy. Not always. You mean sometimes you wear ordinary clothes like other men? That's right. Then who are you? What's your real name? I can't tell you that now, Jimmy. But someday you may find out. Now I think I'd better be going. Your friend Clark Kent is looking for you and he'll be here in a few moments. Goodbye, Jimmy. Goodbye, Superman. What does Superman mean? Does he intend to reveal his double identity to Jimmy Olsen? To let Jimmy know he is Clark Kent? Don't forget to tune in next time and follow this exciting story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Excelsior!